Today is the first day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian and we have clicked over. We have entered the brand new shiny sparkly month of December, the final month of the year. Today is our 335th day of the year. 335 out of 365 and it's tremendously exciting to be here to greet the month of December together and take the next step forward. That next step leads us to where we left off and that happens to be at this point in time the book of Daniel and today we will read Daniel chapter 8. In the third year of Belshazzar's reign over Babylon, I, Daniel, saw another vision. This vision followed the first I had just a couple of years earlier. In my vision, I looked and suddenly found myself in the fortress city of Susa in the province of Elam. I was standing next to the Ulai Canal. When I looked up, I saw a ram near me standing on the bank of the canal. The ram had two horns, both of which were long, but one was even longer than the other. I watched as the horns grew, and the longer came up after the other, the shorter horn. As I looked, the ram charged to the west, the north, and the south. It defeated all the other beasts in its path and there was no one great enough to rescue its victims from the ram's power. It did whatever it liked, and with each conquest it grew stronger. As I was trying to figure out what I was seeing, suddenly a male goat came from the west to challenge the ram. It moved so quickly across the face of the entire earth that it seemed his feet never touched the ground. On its head, the goat had a prominent horn, sticking out between its eyes. He approached the ram with the two horns, the same one I had seen standing by the Ulai Canal, and charged at it with a violent rage. I saw the goat in reckless fury butt the ram and shatter his two horns. The ram had no power to stand against its foe, so it was thrown to the ground and trampled to death. There was no one great enough to rescue the ram from the goat's power. With this conquest, the male goat with the prominent horn took the place of his rival and grew more powerful. But at the height of his power, the great horn was broken off and four prominent horns grew in its place, each one pointing toward one of the four winds of heaven. A fifth smaller horn grew out of one of these new horns. Its power grew and its influence reached toward the south and toward the east and toward the beautiful lands of promise. Then it grew straight up to challenge the army of heaven. It knocked some of the heavenly beings and stars to the ground and trampled them beneath it. The horn grew even greater and in its arrogance came up against the prince of the heavenly army. It halted the daily sacrifices to him and took control of his established sanctuary. 
As a result of this great rebellion, the heavenly army and the daily sacrifices were handed over to the horn. For a time, it cast truth to the ground and succeeded in everything it tried. Then I heard two heavenly beings in conversation with each other. Heavenly being said to its companion, When will it all end? How long will these events, the desecrating rebellion, the perverted daily sacrifices and the trampling of the sanctuary and heavenly army, how long will they continue? The second heavenly being said to me, The world will see 2,300 mornings and evenings before all this will pass. After this, the trampling will cease and the holy sanctuary will be set right. As I, Daniel, was trying to understand the meaning of this vision I had seen, suddenly someone who looked like a human stood in front of me. I heard a human voice call out, coming from somewhere between the waters of the Ulai Canal. The voice said, Gabriel, explain to this man what he has seen. So the one called Gabriel moved closer to me. As he did, I became very scared. I fell to the ground, my face down. And Gabriel said, Son of man, allow me to help you understand this vision. All you have seen has to do with the time of the end. As he was speaking, I slipped into a deep sleep, my face pressed to the ground. But Gabriel touched me and helped me stand to my feet where I was before. Gabriel said, I have been sent here to help you understand the things that will take place later in the final time of wrath. For everything you have seen refers to the appointed time of the end. The ram you saw by the Ulai Canal, the one with the two long horns, represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy male goat represents the king of Greece. The great horn that stuck out between his eyes symbolizes the first king of Greece. The breaking off of the first horn and its replacement by four prominent horns depicts four kingdoms that will arise from this one nation, none of which will have as much power as that first king. When their reign has come to an end, when their rebellion has run its course, a new king will rise to power, defiance written across his face, expert in riddles and ruses. This king will grow strong, but not on his own power. He will stun the world with his dreadful destruction and succeed in everything he tries. He will wipe out a vast circle of mighty leaders and turn his deadly hand against the holy people of God. He will use his skill and power to stir up deceits. In the darkness of his heart, he shall believe himself great. When all seems well, he will destroy many people and will even stand up against the prince of princes. But when the time is right, he will be broken, though not by a human hand. What you have seen and heard about the 2300 evenings and the mornings is true. It will happen, but not for a long time. 
so seal up this vision and keep it a secret for now. With this, I, Daniel, was completely exhausted. I was ill for several days, unable to get out of bed. But after a time, I grew stronger, got up and resumed my service to the king. But I was very upset by the vision, for though I tried, I could never really understand it. First John 2, 1 through 17. You are my little children, so I am writing these things to help you avoid sin. If, however, any believer does sin, we have a high-powered defense lawyer, Jesus, the anointed, the righteous, arguing on our behalf before the Father. It was through his sacrificial death that our sins were atoned. But he did not stop there. He died for the sins of the whole world. We know we have joined him in an intimate relationship because we live out his commands. If someone claims, I am in an intimate relationship with him, but this big talker doesn't live out his commands, then this individual is a liar and a stranger to the truth. But if someone responds to and obeys his word, then God's love has truly taken root and filled him. This is how we know we are in an intimate relationship with him. Anyone who says, I live in intimacy with him, should walk the path Jesus walked. My loved ones, in one sense, I am not writing a new command for you. I am only reminding you of the old command. It's a word you already know, a word that has existed from the beginning. However, in another sense, I am writing a new command for you. The new command is the truth that he lived. And now you are living it too, because the darkness is fading and the true light is already shining among you. Anyone who says, I live in the light, but hates his brother or sister is still living in the shadows. Anyone who loves his brother or sister lives in the light and will not trip because his conscience is clear. But anyone who hates his brother is in the darkness, stumbling around with no idea where he is going, blinded by the darkness. I am writing to you, my children, because your sins have been forgiven by the authority of his name. I am writing to you, fathers and mothers, because you have known him as the creator, as the one who started everything. I am writing to you, young people, because he has given you the power to conquer the evil one. I have written to you, my children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers and mothers, because you have known him, the Creator. I have written to you, young people, because the voice of God remains and is heard among you.
Remember that you have conquered the evil one. Don't fall in love with this corrupt world or worship the things it can offer. Those who love its corrupt ways don't have the Father's love living within them. All the things the world can offer you, the allure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. These are the rotten fruits of this world. This corrupt world is already wasting away, as are its selfish desires. But the person really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. Psalm 120 A song for those journeying to worship. When I was in deep trouble, I called out to the Eternal, and He answered my call. I prayed, Protect me, Eternal, from lips that lie and tongues poisoned with deceit. Liars, what will be your prize? And what will come your way? O oh, you tongues poisoned with deceit, here's what you can expect. The archer's arrows honed sharp as well as the red-hot coals of the broomwood. Sorrow is mine, for I am a foreigner wandering in Meshach. I am a stranger drifting among the tents of Kedar. My soul has roamed much too long among people who despise peace. I am for peace. I ask for peace. But even as I open my mouth, they are ready to fight. Proverbs 28, 25, and 26 When the greedy want more, they stir up trouble. But when a person trusts in the eternal, he's sure to prosper. Anyone who puts his confidence only in himself is a fool. But the person who follows wisdom will be kept safe. Okay, so in our reading from 1 John today, we saw John doing something that's very similar to what James had done in his letter and what Peter had done in his writings. And they come to similar conclusions that you can say anything, but if you are claiming to be a person of faith, then the evidence for that is beyond your words. It's in, it's in being able to view your transformed and transforming life. You can say what you want to say, but if that isn't borne out in your actual life, the way you live, what you say then you're making a claim that's not true. Very poignant, very repetitive here. A theme that has emerged along with the theme of endurance as we move through the New Testament. This is something that we've got to pay attention to. If we don't know anything in this world, we should know that talk is cheap. And not everybody that says words actually means those words or does what they say. 
<laughs> that's a problem that has been going on obviously a very long time because it's going all the way back to this letter in the New Testament, 1 John. And so rather than me paraphrasing, let's just read it from 1 John. John says, If someone claims I am in an intimate relationship with him, but this big talker doesn't live out his commands, then this individual is a liar and a stranger to the truth. But if someone responds to and obeys his word, then God's love has truly taken root and filled him. This is how we know we are in an intimate relationship with him. Anyone who says, I live in intimacy with him, should walk the path Jesus walked. Right? So again, you can say anything. In fact, you can say all the right things. And that may show that you have an awareness of what is right. But if that isn't borne out in your transformed life, if, if, we're, if we're claiming to be a disciple of Jesus and we're not walking the path of Jesus, then according to John, according to Peter, according to James, that's a lie. And we would have to step back at least a little bit and say, what is the goal of all this? What do I believe in this for? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And what we're supposed to be doing is surrendering and allowing our lives to be transformed so that we do walk the path of Jesus, so that we are becoming Christ-like, so that in our thoughts, words, and deeds, not just our words, that we are being Christ-like, that we are acting like Jesus would in this world. This is what intimacy with Jesus will look like, that we are following him as our master and we as his disciples, knowing how much he has loved us and knowing how much power he has bestowed upon us to do the work that he has instructed us to do, which is to go tell everybody that there's a better way and to be the hands and feet, to, to be Jesus with skin on. We hear that phrase a lot because we want that. But at some point, we have to realize we are that. We're supposed to be that. And this, this transforms and touches everything about our identity. It's not only in what we say. Or let me just quote from John again. Anyone who says, I live in the light, but hates his brother or sister is still living in the shadows. Anyone who loves his brother or sister lives in the light and will not trip because his conscience is clear. But anyone who hates his brother is in the darkness, stumbling around with no idea where he is going, blinded by the darkness. So again, 
We can say all the right things, all that we want, but if the claims aren't a part of our actual life, then we aren't being truthful. And so obviously, change, repentance has to happen. But why do we keep getting pulled in these directions of duplicity where we're like, all over the map depending on the category or the event that we are attending or whatever why are we pulled in the directions that we're pulled in according to john it's because we put our faith in the world which is not to say we put our faith in planet earth john is describing the world as mankind's continual attempt to make life work, to make the world work as if we were our own sovereign, as if we were the gods of the world, as if we were the gods of our own destiny. And that gives us a finite amount of power and resources like what's on the earth. When we have a father who created the earth and all that is in it, But when we put our faith and hope in lesser things, then we are pulled in those directions. And I will quote one last time from our reading from 1 John today. Don't fall in love with this corrupt world or worship the things it can offer. Those who love its corrupt ways don't have the Father's love living within them. All the things the world can offer you the allure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. These are the rotten fruits of the world. This corrupt world is already wasting away, as are its selfish desires. But the person really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. So basically, if we are going to bow down and worship in a system that exalts man, then this is where our faith lies. This is what we are going for. And if we are exalting ourselves, we aren't exalting God. And there is plenty for us to consider today and we should meditate upon the things that we read each and every day and allow them to seep deep into the soil of our lives but if we're thinking this through today the place that we begin to look is where there are discrepancies in what we say and what we do and then we begin to ask the question what is that about What is going on there? Why am I behaving in this way? What is actually going on here? Because once we get beneath the surface, then we begin to see how this is affecting our heart and what we are being pulled toward and what it is that we may need to lay down. And certainly what we need to bring before the Holy Spirit and ask for guidance and direction in. This isn't uh, John or Peter or James heaping condemnation upon the church for all time, even 2,000 years into the future. 
This is about being true. That is one of the things that we are invited into. That is one of the ways that we would be Christ-like. That we would be true. That there would not be false within us. That we would have an undivided heart that was true toward God. The idea here is that to be true is to be free. So the invitation of the gospel isn't that we will be free from things that must be endured or that we would be free from some sort of marginalization or that we would be free from any kind of challenge in our lives. It's, it's that we would be free from what is false so that we could be true and experience real freedom that we're not hiding anything that we are completely free before man and God the place we have to start is to examine whether what we say and what we do are in alignment with each other are we true in this area and so Holy Spirit come we all need your help here. We live in a world that is full of the false, so full of the false that trying to find what's real can be an incredible treasure hunt. And so we, we are swimming in this. And so the idea of being true and the idea of being free and not entangled in all of this mess is extraordinary. But the application of it, actually living it out and knowing which way to go, we, we're not going to make it the next five minutes. We need you to lead and guide us and we need to hold on to you for dear life. Lead us into all truth. You have promised you would do this. And we are asking for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is where you find out what is going on around here, unless you have the Daily Audio Bible app. And that puts all of this in the palm of your hand. Uh, it's Christmas time around here. It's Christmas time everywhere. And so Christmas things are going on. Now it is, uh, well, we're in this moment where we gather together and prepare for our annual family Christmas party. Virtual as it might be, it is one of the most heartwarming parts of my Christmas season. And I have loved it for all of these years. And so it, here's how it works. You call in your holiday greetings to the community. We gather those all together and we make a Christmas party out of it. And we'll release that probably week after next. Just before we hit Christmas time, we'll have our Christmas party together. And so you can call in your holiday greetings. Now, the way that you do that is to use the, uh, the hotline in the app or Call 877-942-4253. 
Obviously, those are the prayer and encouragement uh, lines. But for the next week, they will also be a place where we can call in our holiday greetings. Couple of rules. Do not call in a holiday greeting and a prayer request or an encouragement that are combined in the same call. Like if you're calling in a holiday greeting, just call that in. And if you have a prayer or encouragement, then call that in separate. It's a rare time that we can do that. The other rule is just call in one holiday greeting. Don't call in like 10 of them. Just call in one holiday greeting per person. And we can gather those all together and we'll have our Christmas party. And then the other thing about Christmas that is going on right now is the annual family Christmas box for 2022. And that is packed full of resources, things that you will want to keep, maybe things that you will want to give away. You get to choose. Uh, We have put the promised land photographs from the land of the Bible coffee table book in the box this year, as well as the God of your story and sneezing Jesus and reframe from the God we've made to God with us. The Daily Audio Bible Christmas Ornament for 2022, which is exclusive to the Christmas box each year, is in the box. The Global Campfire Candle is in the box. Your choice of Wind Farm DAB Blend Coffee or our Honeybush and Rooibos Tea. Uh, We have a Global Campfire Pop Socket as well as a couple of Global Campfire Stickers in the box so check it out it is in the daily audio bible shop in the christmas section you should be able to find it pretty easy so check it out if you want to partner with the daily audio bible if what has been happening around the global campfire each day step by step day by day has been life-giving and meaningful And thank you humbly for your partnership as we approach the closing of another year. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, Three seven one seven four, and as always if you have a prayer request or encouragement you can hit the hotline button in the app that's the little red button up at the top or you can dial 877-942-4253 and that is it for today I'm Brian I love you And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey, family, it's Sparky. Um, I wanted to take a minute. Uh, One person that's been ringing out for for the last bit um, is uh, anonymous on purpose. And um, all of our dad family, I just, I wanted to tell you in your son's situation, I just, um, be patient, be loving, be kind, and uh, don't try to force your will. 
because if you force your will, it's not going to work. And um, many of these people know my story, but I'm the same guy that has a wonderful wife. And uh, the last time I got thrown in jail, I was set free. And uh, literally, with no charges, and you should have had a lot. And um, the next morning, the preacher was preaching about Barabbas, and my life was changed. Then I found this app. I want you to know that nobody's too far gone. No child is too far gone. I was the same guy that was looking at a 10-year prison sentence for shooting a motorcycle for a guy that cheated with my ex. And now I'm a man of God. You're never too far gone. Your children are never too far gone. God is a miracle worker. He is more powerful than anything in this life. His will, not ours, be done. Please keep guiding them towards the Lord. I love you. I pray for all of y'all. Probably my last time calling this week. Y'all have a good Good evening, Dappers. This is Running Desperately to Jesus, also known as Staying Desperately Connected to Jesus. I've started this over and over on how I could um, speak to the young lady that called in. I believe it was on October 24th, speaking of being physically assaulted by someone that she knew that was intoxicated. And that in December, it will be a year, I believe you said, on when this uh, attack took place. My sister in Christ, I too was attacked in 2016. My birthday was in March and this attack happened a couple days after my birthday. I can't say that it is an easy road of healing, but you took the first step, which was to forgive your attacker because otherwise that attacker will have a strong hold on you. My sister in Christ, I too was a mess and I can only put it like that. I was off from work for six months. I had to go to through therapy. Um, I was constantly crying. I was waking up. I was having nightmares. Um, triggers were happening. If, if a man walked by me or touched me, even if it was someone I knew, I would tense up. So my sister in Christ, what you are feeling is what is natural. Unfortunately, it comes natural by something that someone did that violated you. My sister in Christ, what will get you through is the word of God, staying with the dad family, praying. If you need to get into therapy, so be it. Do what needs to be done in order to get you healthy. But what will get you healthy is God's word. God's word says that you can do all things through Christ with strength in you. I love you, my sister in Christ, running desperately to Jesus. Hello, my siblings. This is Minita from Lombard. Please pray for me. I feel a little down lately. I listen to your everyone every day faithfully. And I pray for those that I need. I pray for those that are crying and need prayer. I want you to know that. But this time I 
ask you guys to please pray for me. I feel a little disturbed, you know. Something triggered my past hurt three years ago during my divorce. Um, please pray that I stay strong in my faith and encouraged. Please pray that that I can forgive and love those that hurt me. Please pray that I, as time and things go by, that it wouldn't affect me in any way. I need you guys, I need you guys to pray for me. I know there's a lot of people that are going through worse things, but you know, pain is pain. Even if the smallest pain, it hurts. Thank you so much. I love you guys. God bless you. This is for Redemption's Wings. I believe that's what you called yourself. Today is November the 28th. And I feel that your request being played today was perfect timing for Brian's reading of the New Testament, 2 Peter 2. I would highly recommend going back and reading it if you did not listen to it already. It is powerful. The word is the sword and it pierces through us. And I'm going to tell you, I got slayed today listening to it. I have patterns of thinking that are strongholds in my life and they tend to rear their ugly head and I find myself going back to them. Just as Brian said, a dog returns to its vomit. So I encourage you to read it and read it and read it and it will pierce your soul and apply it to your life. I, I'm praying for you. I hear your desire to want to do God's will for your life. The word, the word daily applied to our lives. Thank you, Brian, that every morning I get up and I can listen to the word and let it apply to my life. So I encourage you, Redemption's Wings, get back in the word. Get back in the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, siblings, this is Minita from Lombard. I was, I've been with you guys for 15 years or more. Wow, that's amazing. But this is the first year that I've been calling, the first year that I've been faithfully listening to the Bible. And the year is almost over, and I am super happy, victorious <laughs> for doing something. I Last year in January when we began, I said, God, help me to stay faithful and consistent, you know, I listening to Brian, you know, his family, and, and everyone here, on the Daily Audio Bible. You guys are awesome. I love you all. And I am just so close, the closest I've ever been with this community. 
this year is almost over too. Wow. And I want to thank you all for praying throughout the year. Thank you for those prayer warriors. I love you guys so much. Blind Tony, I love you. I love your poems, Blind Tony. I love you. You encourage us so good. You, We need you. God knows we need you so much in this community. You are the best, and I'm praying for you so much, okay? We love you. We all praying. Oh, God. I love the prayers. I love to just turn on my phone on Sundays and listening to all your prayers. God, oh man, it's so beautiful. Thank you. God bless you all. Just wanted to say these words. Take care and God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.